Welcome to another episode of the Impro Pod podcast. My guest today is Pete Taylor, father to Ben Boyd Taylor and Alice Boyd Taylor, both of which have been on the podcast. You were working in health and social care for a while. Started in the 90s and worked in all areas of, of social work and found it very fulfilling. But I did get to a point this year where I just couldn't do it anymore. I was burnt out, which is very common. Life is too short to be stuck doing things that you don't have to, that are not bringing joy. And I actually wanted to start focusing on more creative areas in my life. Okay, so I'm going to play a piece of music. And I want you to tell me what that makes you think of. So that's any kind of thoughts, ideas that come into your mind. To me, there's a real kind of progression. So there's a sense of having been on a long journey, but also it was bringing up feelings of optimism, of going with the flow. It was joyful, but also with some trepidation. There was something holding it back a bit from being a completely soaring, expansive experience. There was a kind of plodding along and steps being taken. Also a sense of that being held back somewhere and not surrendering to a full joyful expression. So I'd like you to tell me a story of some kind. And what I'm going to do is break the story down into sections and improvise a soundtrack to the story. At very short notice, finding out my wife, the love of my life, the mother of my two children was given a late stage cancer diagnosis and how for each of us that was such a shocking traumatizing powerful experience that came completely out of the blue in hindsight wouldn't want it to be anything other than that because I don't feel really we have any control over these things but the level of injustice and unfairness. It really stirred up feelings of catastrophic thinking and brought about such a huge change to our direction in life. It's been a long journey and it's probably an ongoing journey, but a a solid five, six-year grief journey. This year I had a sense that there could be a turning point. The shift was starting to realise I could do this so differently. And that came up from a conversation I had with a friend of mine um, in the summer at a party. And she said that to me, I can't help thinking you could be doing your life so differently. So part of it for me was just recognising the stories that we can get attached to. But there was an awakening realising actually there's all kinds of 
potential too. I I still have so many opportunities. There's so much going for me in my life. I've got a very good relationship with both of my adult children. I'm feeling that I'm living a much fuller, connected and engaged life. Something that triggered that. I think turning of the season, very specifically going from summer into autumn, this time of year, Halloween, or Samhain as it's known in the Celtic tradition, going into the dark part of year and turning within that comes with that. But also it's a time of transition. It's a time of death and decay, but it's also a time of change and magic. What I wanted to say is actually recognizing the potential to fall in love again. I'm going to go for this idea of the transition. So going from the grief and the sadness to this potential with the idea of the changing of the season as well. So how did that reflect your experience? I felt within that both the seasonal change and more more significantly the life stage changes felt very somber, sad, pensive and reflective at the beginning. How that transitioned to very joyful, optimistic. I was quite blown away how you pulled that together. It captured it well. It started off very simply playing with the discordance of sense of yeah. discomfort and then 
thinking about this change of season, which brought up lots of jazzy chords. And then this idea of ascending a bit. Ascending. That is a good word. Yeah, I did feel that too. So would you like to tell me another story? It was one of my first experiences of trekking high altitude in the Himalayas. It was on the Langtang Valley trek long before it became really popular. This was still in the mid-80s, so it's quite a remote trek then. There weren't the roads that are there now and only the simplest of accommodation. I didn't have a guide. I was following a very simple map and my aim was to get to some remote shepherd's huts that I'd been told about and beyond that was a village. It must have been above four and a half thousand meters, so really feeling the altitude and the out-of-breathness that comes with that, but also wonderful sense of actually feeling quite high, literally and metaphorically. I got to a point where the shepherd's huts should have been, and there was nothing there. And I looked closely at the map. It's, oh yeah, there's just a path up this bit. It looked like about a kilometre away. I spent about two hours scrambling up these big boulders and rocks. I got to the top, and this is where the place that I was going to spend the night, the settlement, should have been. It was like a desolate moon landscape. And I just had an overwhelming sense that I'm completely lost here. I'm a long walk from the village that I'd just left. The light was beginning to fade. And I didn't have a tent or anything because I was staying in lodges. I was wandering in circles at the top and completely slipped up and landed on my backside. I realised, shit, I'm on top of a solid block of ice. And what I'd done was I'd inadvertently climbed up the terminal moraine of the glacier at the top of Langtang Valley, and I was now on top of the glacier. And I was in a real dilemma. Do I continue on into the complete unknown with fading light? I probably had at best an hour of daylight. Do I retrace my steps, which was going to take several hours trying to scramble back down these boulders? Really quite lost what to do. Now, one of the essential bits of kit I had when traveling, my dad had given it to me as a good luck thing, is I had a pendulum that I could use when there were important yes or no decisions to make. And my head was getting overwhelmed with not having enough information. And the pendulum guided me to stay where I was. And just at the point where I accepted that fate, looked across the way from where I'd fallen on the ice, I saw a natural cave that had formed out the ice and boulders. But when I say a cave, this is like a cave within a solid block of ice. And I realised my only chance of surviving that night, because it was going to be minus 20 degrees centigrade, and it was a survival situation that I found myself in. I was right in the heart of a glacier, which I'd never experienced before. I only learned about it through geography. It was keeping me warm, and yet outside there was sub-zero temperatures, wind picking up, and also an extraordinary sound of cracks, bangs, and rocks being ripped off the side. They're tearing away the rock from the mountain. They're pushing boulders forward. I was visualising the sun as the world was turning. I had one candle for light and torch, but each hour I'd light the candle for five minutes just for a morale boost so I wasn't sat in the dark on my own. But I woke up with a really powerful sense of the life-transforming moment. It, It felt like a rebirth moment waking up 
that morning, the sun coming back up, having survived it and having had one of the most unique, powerful experiences of my life. Okay, so the music-wise, I'm going to break it down. You're reading this map. You've got faith in the map. You decide to climb up to what is actually the top of the glacier. Then I guess there's a sense of isolation and feeling like you are completely lost now once you're at the top of this. And then there's the pendulum decision. And then the ice cave, which has this kind of profound quality to it. Okay. I think because it's such a personal story, it worked for bits of it. I've obviously got my own felt experience. Didn't get quite enough of the magic of the cave, but I did get the sense of getting lost, 
and the pendulum decision making that came through that. Okay, so you got the idea of the pendulum, that swing to it, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the cave. I could give the cave another go. Cave, take two. Was that any closer? That did actually capture the magic. That worked for you better. That did. But for, for the cave bit, because I, I wasn't hearing that transition to the cave. So what did you get out of this podcast? For me, because I've become very interested this year in, in, in the stories that we tell and the stories that we weave, and actually having that opportunity to share that story and have it translated into music rather than words because it words have their constriction i've really enjoyed that way of communicating so me telling a story in words and and hearing that being interpreted in a musical way thank you very much for being on the podcast thank you luke really appreciated it join us next week for another episode of improv pod thanks for listening